want to welcome you to communion, a second chance. It's a time. It's Good Friday. And even in the middle of a season of uncertainty, we can have incredible clarity in knowing that Jesus Christ is Lord. He does reign. He is in control and is the cornerstone of our lives. Join us in singing this song. Trust the sweetest frame. 
Trust in his righteousness alone and faultless stand before the Jesus' face. 
Well, once again, I want to welcome you, and hopefully you, if you're by yourself or maybe you're with your family, you've got something to represent the bread, the, the body, and you've got something to represent the blood, It's whether it's grape juice or, you know, somebody said, can I use apple juice? And I was like, yeah, apple juice, because they don't like grape juice. It's great. Um, everybody watching right now has been in a situation where maybe you've thought, man, things just got real. Like it, like stuff just got real. I remember when I was in middle school, uh, there was a buddy of mine that, well, we were buddies until we weren't. We lived in the same neighborhood. And he and I started kind of going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And eventually it came to the po place where we were going to fight, like it was going to happen. And I never will forget standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. And we had talked about each other and each other's mamas for about a month. And um, he said, he said, touch me. Just touch me. And I remember just reaching up and touching his shoulder, thinking that's all I'm going to do. And as soon as I touched his shoulder, dude popped me in my face, like hit me right in my eye, like 787 times. It was, it, and I remember thinking as soon as I got hit, man, stuff just got real. Every one of us have been in that situation in life, whether it's in a relationship or a job or even spiritually, like things just got real. That's what happened on the night of, we call it the Lord's Supper, um, but the Jewish, the, the Jewish nation, they actually still call it today Passover. For hundreds of years, the Jews had celebrated the, the exodus from Egypt, where they came out of slavery and into the promised land, where they had to go through the Red Sea, which is symbolic of baptism. I mean, there's so many parallels in the salvation story of the exodus, but the, the Passover represented the, the fact that they were set free, and every single year, Jesus, um, we read in, in Luke's gospel when he was 12, you know, he would, go to the, he would go to the temple, they would celebrate the Passover, and the Passover was a really big deal. But on the night that the Lord's Supper took place, Jesus said some stuff that, well, it just got real. Like, that he was sitting at the table with the, the apostles, and when he started talking about the bread, he said, this is my body. Now, that's normal to us, especially the more church background we have. We think, oh, yeah, yeah, that's my body. But to, to a Jewish person, when, during the time of Jesus, for somebody to stand up and say, this right here, it's about me. This is my body. I, I can't prove this, but I would be willing to bet that the apostles were kind of looking at each other going, hey, man, I think. I think stuff just got real because that was about so and and then and then he he held up the cup and he said this is my blood and and they're looking at each other going no 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 that's the blood that represents the innocent lamb that was killed and the blood was placed over the door that that that's what that was about but Jesus is like no it's not about that lamb it's about me I am the lamb of God it's about my sacrifice not that sacrifice and the apostles are thinking, oh my, it just got real. But then there's a part, there's something that Jesus said. And um, I've never really talked about this aspect of it because it just hit me a couple weeks ago, the significance of this one verse that, that's in the Lord's Supper. But many times, we just, I know I've skipped over it for years. Jesus is talking um, about the bread and about the cup. And then he says this in Matthew chapter 26, verse 29. Mark my words. 
I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. In other words, Jesus said, the next time I do this is going to be with you. So I want us to imagine right now in a world of complete chaos and uncertainty that there will be a day where you and I sit down at the wedding supper of the Lamb and we do this not just with one another but with Jesus because he said the next time I do it you guys are going to be there and it walks for, for me it just kind of triggered some thoughts in my mind about walking through the story of, of Jesus and what happened after he said this there was the, there was the crucifixion I've had so many conversations with the people every once in a while. Um, I don't know how this conversation comes up, but like, hey, if you could, you know, if you could choose a way to die, how would you like to die? And sometimes, most, most of the time people go, well, I would love to go in my sleep because it's so peaceful. And I'm always like, well, how do you know? Have you ever talked to anybody that's died in their sleep? You don't know it's peaceful. It might be the most horrible thing in the world. But, but I can guarantee you this, especially during the times of Jesus, nobody ever said crucifixion. Because crucifixion was invented by the Babylonians, but it was perfected by the Romans. And crucifixion wasn't to just to kill someone. It was to humiliate them in death. The excruciating death that Jesus Christ went through so you and I could experience life is absolutely amazing. And it, and it happened on Good Friday. Now, just a real quick note. Good Friday would not be Good Friday had it not been for the Sunday that followed. So the crucifixion led to the resurrection. And the resurrection is the reason that, that we have hope. The resurrection is the thing that sets Christianity apart from every other religion in the world because we can go to the tomb where they say that Jesus was and it's empty and he's alive and we celebrate that every single year and I, I'll, I've never gotten over the tomb being empty and I've never gotten over Jesus being alive and I've never gotten over because see if a dead man gets up from the grave then I can just believe that whatever he said is true and the resurrection is the reason for the hope that you and I have and normally for me when I preach through the Easter story it stops after the crucifixion and the resurrection but then I started thinking about the ascension 40 days later when Jesus ascended back to heaven. Now that's mind-boggling for me. And here's why. Jesus ascended to heaven about 2,000 years ago. And in John's gospel, he tells us, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I'm done, I'll come back for you. Which means Jesus has been working on heaven for over 2,000 years. How amazing do you think that place is going to be? Jesus has been setting up for the wedding feast of the Lamb for over 2,000 years. Yeah, we've got something to look forward to that our minds can't even conceive, which leads to the last is celebration. 
Only Jesus, only Jesus can turn a crucifixion into a celebration. You, you take Jesus out of the mix and there's, there was never a crucifixion that ended in a celebration. Only when Jesus gets involved in the crucifixion does it end in celebration. And on a personal note, for those that feel like you're going through a really, really, really tough time, in Christ, the crucifixion ultimately leads to celebration. Maybe not in our time, but in his time. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I, I don't know, but I can, I can use my mind to imagine. Because we'll circle back around to what Jesus said in Matthew 26. Mark my words. I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So for me, I just imagine a table where we're all seated the wedding supper of the Lamb. And Abraham says, ladies and gentlemen, raise your glasses. To the man who called me when I was a nobody and said I was done and brought a nation from me that I did not know was in me. To the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And before we're even able to kind of say cheers, Esther stands up and says, no, 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 before we do that, I, I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, also raise your glasses, because I was in the middle of an impossible situation where I thought God had abandoned me, and I learned that just because he was silent doesn't mean he's absent, that he's always there, and he's always with me, and he's always for me, and he can use any situation to, for his good. And all of us are ready to toast, and, and, and David goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to propose a toast to, to the Lamb of God because I was in a sheep pen. I was a nobody when he found me, and he raised me up. And as screwed up as I was, he never, ever left me or abandoned me. I want to raise my glass to the one who's always with me and to the one who's faithful even when I'm not. And right when he finishes, Simon Peter stands up because he's always got something to say. He's always got to say something. He's like, well, I'm, I got to say, I got to say that uh, he found me when I, and I wasn't looking for him. He called me and I wasn't expecting it. He blessed me and I didn't ask for it. And he loved me when I didn't deserve it. So ladies and gentlemen, raise your glasses to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So when we do this, it's not so much as looking back as it is to looking forward to something that is greater than we ever imagine thankful for what he did but excited about what's coming so with that in mind whatever you have that represents bread if you need to break it go ahead and break it take your piece of bread and literally think about the fact that Jesus gave his body so that you and I could live.
take the juice. But right now, and even if you've got to put this on pause, put it on pause or whatever, or if you just need a second, I'll give you a second. If you were going to raise your glass and toast Jesus, what would you toast him for? His faithfulness, his goodness, his unconditional love, his grace, his mercy. Take a second and just thank him for who he is and what he's done in your life. And let's remember his blood was shed for us. Thank you, Jesus. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Nothing is impossible for you. You're bigger than our greatest fear. You're higher than our greatest thoughts. Your ways are so much better than our ways. Father, I pray that right now, on Good Friday, that we would know that you reign, that you are in control, and we would celebrate what you've done, but we would anticipate a future that is immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.